0: Like, and then
1: I watched the first few games, and it's like, oh well, it's just the Jeremy Grant show now. Mm-hmm. Like he's just—he convinced them to just let him run a team. That was and his it team did much. not work out.
0: No, it did not. All right, well, welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Business Casual Basketball Podcast. I'm very happy to announce that this is the first episode of Business Casual that will be uh, officially part of the Blue Wire Hustle Network. So I'm super excited to be part of this awesome team. Uh, I've heard some great things about Blue Wire for a pretty long time now. So I'm excited to finally kind of be in the fold and see how everybody's doing and how things can operate over here. So uh, to kind of help me, uh, get acclimated with the network and to get me introduced to everybody over here i have Kyle, kyler donaldson on the on the podcast here this evening um he has a podcast of his own burst your bubble podcast a part of blue Wire blue wire hustle so i figured what better way to kind of get introduced to the network than to bring in somebody that's already a part of the crew part of the team and has their podcast going over there so kyler man i appreciate you joining uh, appreciate your enthusiasm with jumping on um you know my request for a guest uh short notice and uh just decided to dive into some NBA with you man so thanks for your time I really appreciate it
1: yeah exactly and let's speak about Unwrapped a little bit you know that's kind of how we know each other through we met through Unwrapped and uh you know without Unwrapped BYB Berkshire bubble we wouldn't be where we are today and I told Perry that um a couple a couple nights ago and um you know obviously we wouldn't we wouldn't be on the Zoom together right now and uh it's it's Places like uh, Unwrapped and then also Blue Wire Hustle—just communities of people, like-minded people who all have uh, this goal in mind. You know, they all, all want to talk sports. They all want to e- educationally talk sports. You know what I mean? And and not just spew takes out. And and that's that's really a really great community to be part of.
0: Fantastic! Yeah, absolutely, man. I couldn't agree more. And that's something that's very valuable in the field that we're kind of diving into podcasting, media, Mm. sports in general. Like you got to have that network of people around you that can kind of speak on your behalf, get you involved with other networks. If you're looking to kind of move up or you're looking for new opportunities and uh, just to meet people. And that's one of my favorite parts about all of this, the sports world in general is this, just the connections you get to make uh, people across different fan bases, across the country, across the world. Uh, But we are we're all here for one reason is just to have fun together and uh, to try to try to understand the game of basketball a little bit better. So definitely, man. So uh, why don't you say we just dive right into it? Uh, Let's do it. Basically, what I have planned for the next few weeks um, at BCB is to go through every team in the NBA uh, one by one, not to tackle them all in one week, but to go through each team group of teams in terms of tiers Uh, What I've done in the past is go through every team according to what conference they're in, conference division, Uh, but I figured I'd change it up a little bit this year and go by tiers, so starting with the teams that are going to be rebuilding, then going to the teams that are going to be on the cusp of the playoffs, playoff hopefuls, contenders, and then getting to like the absolute best of the best, like Brooklyn and, and Milwaukee and teams like that, so Uh, Kyler, you have the unique privilege of joining me on the ground floor, getting involved with the five teams that are probably rebuilding right now. Uh, They're not expected to make much noise in the NBA this coming season, but there's a lot of intrigue that surrounds each team for their own reasons. There's some young talent on each of these teams that are sure to be uh, exciting to watch this season. Uh, They're going through transitional phases. Uh, We're going to see with OKC here in a minute that they're kind of in the middle right now of like shifting from one era to the next Moving off of Chris Paul and those players, mm-hmm. going into the next era with SGA and those guys, um, so it's going to be fun to kind of dive through these five teams to see how they're going to be progressing in the next few years. So, uh, the first team I have on this list that I want to discuss with you is OKC. Uh, I, I see you have a KD jersey in the background, man. I, you know, it looks like you've um, at least at one time, you know, had a had a thing for OKC or, or KD when he was there. So, yeah. um, that's pretty Definitely. cool.
1: So I'm from Oklahoma, uh, you know, I, did, I went to college in, in uh, Edmond, so it's North Oklahoma City. Kevin Durant was my favorite player, still is my favorite player, um, even though he left Oklahoma City. And, you know, that's not a very popular opinion around these parts. I'm, but, sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it's still it, uh, a touchy subject. Yeah, definitely is. Me and Josh get, get, get uh, into it with each other quite a bit on verse dribble. But uh, let's, let's talk about these draft picks that they, that they got. Let's start with Josh Giddey. So um, he's taking the Luka Doncic path to the NBA. He won the league MVP and the championship just before getting drafted. He's got a super high ceiling. His playmaking and IQ are phenomenal, and will only get better as he adjusts to the pace of the NBA. I couldn't be I couldn't be more excited for Josh Goody. and then Trey Mann on top of that. Yeah, who is a, who, an absolute bucket getter for sure. But we but let's not let's not leave let's let's not leave the people waiting anymore. For black Steve Nash.
0: <laughs> right. Because man. that's
1: the that's the greatest line of all time. And it. even more so if it's true.
0: Absolutely. He's becoming one of my favorite players, hands down, just year after year, just looking what he brings to the table. Not even the most athletic person, not the most athletic player or physically gifted, but he's just super savvy, super shifty and I mean what better guy to lead you into the next era than, than SGA man like if he's not my one of my top players like he's top five for sure yeah um, definitely getting in that in that in that um conversation I love his confidence like he came out and said like I'm not here to be a good player I'm not here to be a great player I'm here to be one of the absolute best to ever play this game and that's the kind of confidence mm-hmm. you want to see from your franchise player and he's Trying to put that team, put himself on the map. So I'm sure it's just a matter of time before he's an all star, before he's all NBA, and this yeah. team is taking the run up to back to contender status. As, you know, which they were not too long ago in the Western Conference.
1: You're right about that. With a healthy SGA controlling the base of the game, get his, getting his teammates involved frequently and scoring when he needs to, he's an he's an all star caliber player, no doubt about it. Um, now let's let's move on to Poku. I'm a huge Mellow guy. Huge mellow guy. And as you can see in the back back right there, I got a Carmelo from back in the Denver days. Spotted. I love it. So uh, I've, I've, I've been tied up into every Porzingis stock there's been since the, since the Knicks drafted him. So I've decided to wait and see with Poku. Even though, even though I will tell you my expectations are way too high.
0: I mean, as a fan, though, I mean, if you're going to be a fan of OKC and you just kind of look at the raw package, it's hard not to be excited. So I'm not going to fault you for saying this guy could be an all time talent because, I mean, who knows? I mean, he comes in looking like Giannis. Remember Giannis rookie year? You know, people weren't very high on him unless you were. I don't know. You were a Bucks fan or something like that. So, hey, be as high as you want on him, man. He's just like a a skeleton or, you know, just like a bare mold or something just waiting to be crafted. So. The sky's the limit for this guy with all those athletic tools.
1: Hopefully, And Speaking of tooling, now you used the word rebuilding a well while ago, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna rebut a little bit with oh. OKC. I don't think we're rebuilding. I think we're retooling, and I think that's the difference between that Sam Presty makes um, again, uh, um, apart from these other GMs, guys like Lou Dort, Darius Baisley, I mean, drafting Trey Man, Theo Maladon, those weren't the flashiest names, but those. Are nowhere near what some other teams are putting out on the floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year we we ranked 30, 30th offensively after you know SGA went out with those two freak injuries that put him out for the whole season basically, and we right. pretty much put the ball in Basley's hands and told them to make it the Darius Basley show. And you know, you're probably not going to get very good results from that. But yeah. I don't expect that to happen this year. In fact, I think I I guarantee we're in the top twenty offenses this year.
0: Okay. Okay. It's, um, it's possible. It's possible. Like if you ask the masses, they may be a little bit hesitant to kind of put that kind of rating out there. But I mean, you, you look at the results from last season prior to SGA's injury and definitely before OKC moved off of all those veteran talents, like they were a good team. Like people sometimes forget they were in the playoff race until, you know, the, the management, you know, Preston and those guys looked at the team and said, nah, we weren't in too many games. we got to tear this down. We got to, put Horford on, on some PTO and, and, and fall down the rankings a little bit. So um, yeah, I mean, I can definitely, I can see the offense definitely being better than 30th. Like I, I highly doubt it's going to be the absolute bottom of the league. If you have SGA carrying that offense. So we'll, we'll see, man. Like if Poku can expand upon his role from last year and, and basically like a lot of these guys, like they just need to go into their bodies a little bit more. They just need that just time to be nurtured and just to be brought along in that system. And I think they're going, to be, they're going to be absolutely awesome players to watch. So where would you say OKC ranks for you in terms of like league pass rankings? Are they uh, mm. top 15? Uh,
1: well, I mean, for me, I, I'm biased. So, I mean, that's got to be uh, – uh, they're going to be top five for me. Uh, I, all, all last season, I watched Poku. I mean, I watched Poku as much as
0: anyone. Dude, Poku is – he's a special just specimen. Like even if we're not talking about like how good of a player he is today – you look at what he could be, uh, he already looks like he has a nice shooting stroke, like he moves pretty well for his size. Like you you put that together and like you I'm gotta scared. It's it's scary for the league, man. Scary hours for sure. Like, but I'm
1: scared, I'm scared. Like he's just he, he's just so like he looks frail.
0: Yeah, injuries is definitely something to look out for. Cause like you brought up Presingus earlier, that's kind of like the the cautionary tale. That's kind of like the, the
1: perfect the, comp.
0: Yeah, it's like a it's a comp in a lot of ways. So I can I can definitely see the apprehension. I'm just praying that he can just have some healthy years, man. But of course, when you have guys like him, that that huge package, like yeah, injuries are definitely going to be a concern.
1: What would you think about uh, the Thunder potentially trading for Dingus?
0: That's an interesting question, man. Like if we're going to talk about players with a lot of risk I think Porzingis fits the mold uh I'm not sure if I'd want to Porzingis and Poku on that team it's kind of like um and I know Poku's a little bit more of a wing but I don't know I don't know if I'd want to carry on another additional risk um as far as injuries when you know Poku can fall into that category uh Porzingis he seems like every season something happens to him although he did have a pretty good year last year I'd be him
1: him and Luca man they're just not a good fit.
0: I, I tend to agree. I think I think Porzingis just doesn't have the opportunity to do what he does best over there. I think Luca kind of saps a lot of opportunities from him, which is mm-hmm. it's kind of unfortunate. So it's 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 a risk, man. I would say no, but you know I can see the merit in at least giving it a shot. It's just man, that's a lot of money, man. That's a lot of money for a guy that could just break down in any year.
1: A lot of money, a lot, but it could be Luka's mentor.
0: True, true. If you're looking for a guy that's gonna teach you the ways of just being lean and mean and, and you making a yeah. name for yourself, like what better guy to learn from? I could see that. So if we're go if we go back to SGA for a second, what are yeah. the odds he garner some consideration for, for 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 all-star campaign? I mean, are they gonna win enough games?
1: Yeah, that's the problem, man. The the West is so deep, especially at guard. It's like I it's for SGA to get the look as an all-star I think they're gonna I mean they have to be well over 500 at the at the break and I just don't see that happening
0: yeah at least not this year like I think it's just a matter of time but yeah the team is gonna have to catch up to his level first definitely
1: and um, he could and he could elevate the team to that level and uh, I'm excited to see if he can but unless that happens I don't see him getting the all-star campaign this year just uh, the numbers will be there but I just don't think he'll get that nod
0: right right I I can see that man it's It some it just takes time with some of these players. Um it like the player could be there, but there's still a lot of holes left to fill in the roster. So it's gonna be an uphill battle for the meantime, in the meantime. But uh there's a player I wanted to discuss real quick because um my guy Devin is a Celtics fan. I had him on a couple weeks ago and uh you know they talked about trading Moses Brown. And as we know, Moses Brown spent uh, you know, last season with the Thunder and he had some great games Mm -hmm. and he was one of those kind of stealthy fantasy pickups towards the end of last season that a lot of people kind of scooped him up, and then he started dropping double doubles, and people were like, "Wow, like this dude could carry me to a championship in my league." So, I mean, how do you how are you feeling? Like, he was pretty disappointed that um, they let him go. Like, do you wish Moses had a little bit more of a, a chance with OKC to kind of develop?
1: I'm, I do because just, um, solely because we don't have a center in the lineup. Our tallest player on the line Poku, and he's these and, and he's a power forward. I mean, other than that, we have Derek Favors, we've got Kendrick Williams, Mike Muscala, I mean, Oscar da Silva, Jalen Howard. I mean, these are all we need, like we need it's it's center. a center.
0: Yeah, you really do need a guy. Like, you don't want to rely on Favors to be playing 30 whatever minutes a night. Like I know he's still not that old, which is crazy to me. Like, I can't believe he's like what 29? Like or, 29. 29. That's his. <laughs> That's absolutely insane, man. I'm like, this dude's been around forever. Like, how is he 29? But you know, <laughs> he's 69,
1: six, six foot
0: nine, two sixty five. Yep. So, Crazy. yeah, that's a risky proposition. You're definitely going to need uh, a little bit more depth there. But I mean, hey, for for a team more like sure. this in, in the developmental stage, uh, I'll say retooling. Yeah, I won't. I won't put the re, the rebuilding yeah. uh, um, name Appreciate out there. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I guess at at this phase, it's not a huge deal if you're not expected to win that many games, but another center wouldn't hurt. So I can see Mm. how I I wish Moses Brown was still around. Like he would have been getting pretty good run. Um, And he had a good season last year. So we'll see, man. Like I like OKC. I like what they bring to the table in terms of their development. And Sam Presti is one of the best GMs out there, man. So if anybody's going to turn this team around, it's him. Like he knows how to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If there's anybody that's going to especially turn the team around and then win a couple of championships in a couple of years, it's Sam Presti and it's SGA.
0: Yep. Those guys are going to make it happen. We just got to kind of they just got to wait their turn. But when it comes, yep. an opportunity comes, they're going to they're going to jump on it for sure. Definitely. Another team, man, that's uh, resides down there in the in the south. And uh, they're going through a little bit of a, a transitional phase themselves. Houston. Coming into this season, I mean, they just have gobs of young talent, man. Like, I spent yeah. some time at Summer League. I watched Green. I watched Josh Christopher. Look? I watched Sen Gun. like all those guys. They're, they're going to be – I mean, even though they're going to lose a lot of games, like, they're going to be a primetime league pass team, man. Like, there's so much talent there that's just waiting to be extracted, and they're going to have a lot of fun just kind of operating there. Uh, I wanted to address the elephant in the room with John Wall. Yeah. As we know, you know, they're, they're looking to kind of move him, but now it looks like it might not happen until next off season, but I am glad that he's going to stick around is to be a mentor to kind of teach these guys kind of how to be professionals, Jalen green, you know, Kevin Porter, a guy like that. He's seen and done a lot. So I, I do like him sticking around for one season, even though it's going to be a little bit of a, a power struggle in terms of minutes and their roles on the team.
1: Yeah. I haven't seen that report. So so they're saying he's going to stick around for one season and probably buy him out next year
0: yeah I think it comes down to how difficult it's going to be to construct a deal in terms of the salaries and the players because he's looking two, for a return so two years 92 million dollars that's that's hefty money man it's just I think it's just the math doesn't add up right now I think when it comes down to but when he's an expiring contract, I think it's going to be a little bit easier to pull it off.
1: Will be, and it's also easier to, to buy them out. But um, the, like you said, they are clearly uh, rebuilding around young players like Jalen Green, um, Kevin Porter Jr., Singen, uh, Josh Christopher, Deshaun Tate, Kenya Martin
0: Jr. Um, Christian Wood, I think, is probably the best player on the team, though. I think so. Borderline all-star, man. Like, 20 and 10? In the right system more than, I mean, 20, 25 and 12. Yeah, like – that dude he bet on himself and it it worked, man. Like I think in Detroit he kind of realized that he was a you know primetime talent. Uh, Houston rolls the dice kind of sorta and he just explodes. So I mean the dude's legit. I, I love what Christian would pay cut doing. He did. He did. Uh but the team was deal. Cause, so.
1: cause uh didn't didn't the Rockets have Jeremy Grant and they cause they cause Detroit ended up with him and they paid him a right. ton.
0: Yep. I don't think Jeremy went through Houston uh, for what I can remember. Us. But he yeah. in Denver. Yeah, Denver. Yep. So, yeah, I think once, I think it's going to be, he'll be fine. Like, if all Wood needs to do is just put in the work the next two seasons, just keep producing at a near all star level. And then he'll be mm-hmm. a free agent at like 28. So, if you think about that, 28, 29, that's another really good payday right there. So, I wouldn't be sweating too yeah, much yeah. If, I was, if I was Wood.
1: Right, So uh, another guy, another guy a little up there in age, Eric Gordon. So uh, we mentioned all these young guys in the rotation. Where do you see Eric Gordon fitting in? Do you see him getting
0: traded? I, I think they're going to at least field offers for him. Uh, looking at what the, the role that Gordon fills in the position he fills, like it's just, it's going to be kind of a log jam. Like you have to find minutes for KPJ and green and Christopher and the Uh yeah. you know, so, you know, Daniel house is still on this team. So if we're going to look at it like that, like, yeah, man, you're going to need to clear some space. So it's all about just finding a partner. That's the toughest part about it. So I think I thought about it a little bit earlier and um, I'm not entirely sure where he can end up. Um, you know, definitely a team that's looking for a like a, a bench punch uh, former Sixth man of the year. Still he's a streaky shooter, but he can bring a lot of offense to a team Uh I, I think back to like his playoff run. I think it was in, man, what was it? Time just blurs together at this point. Uh, 18 or 19 when he was playing against mm-hmm. the Warriors um, with with Houston, and he had a couple of really good games in there. Um, I think if he could we talk about the clock, uh, Eric Gordon's run with yeah, 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 Houston, mm-hmm. when they played the Warriors. I think that that last time, if they if a team can get something like that, like man, he's worth a solid yeah. amount of money.
1: And I, th- I think a uh, package, you know, with a Daniel a Daniel Tice or a, and a, a, a uh, Avery Bradley or an Eric Gordon, I think those are definitely possible uh, moves for the Houston Rockets to make. I think it's the moves they should make to really beef up that roster, to re- bring in some depth in the center position and the big position, some guards to free up the minutes for these other guys.
0: Yeah, Houston's in a similar position. It looks like looking at their depth chart to OKC uh, in terms of being shallow at that big man spots like you have wood and you have tice but after that it's i mean send gun can fill in and he's definitely gonna play some minutes but uh it definitely is a little a little iffy when it comes to their their, their front court there so definitely they could bring in a little bit more depth but i mean overall man like houston they're gonna it's gonna take a few years but they're on the right track uh for sure uh, is
1: it, how do you how, is, what's your opinion on Jalen green how do you like him
0: Jalen green is a special talent man like it, it's it's really cool to have the unique perspective of watching him in person uh, for a couple of games and just seeing how he moves on the court. He just has just a knack for just getting buckets, just finding his spots, like getting to his spots, super athletic. So I see shades of like, uh, like a, a Zach Levine, but maybe could possibly even be better uh, just in terms of just the athletic prowess combined with the shot making is uh, an attractive package. So I love Jalen Green, man. Like I think he's like, you know, he might end up being better than Kate. Honestly, I think he has the potential to overtake him. And he's got the chip on his shoulder. So he
1: does. He does that's have that point. chip on his shoulder. And he's he's let it be, be well known.
0: Big time. Like it takes some real guts to go out there and say, Man, I'm glad Detroit didn't draft me. I did not want to play in the <laughs> like that's a guy's got
1: something to prove for sure. No doubt. You ready to talk about that city itself?
0: Let's go, man. Let's go. If you want to, if you want to jump over there to Detroit, let's do it, man. Like,
1: I mean, that's my boy. That's my boy, Kate Cunningham. I was hoping so hard. I was. I mean, I had the the draft gods. I, I was so on my knees praying to him. <laughs> Give us the number one pick in OKC. Let Cade stay home. OKC's uh, thirty minutes from Stillwater. He yeah. would. He could have kept the same apartment.
0: Yeah, ends seriously.
1: up going to Detroit. But, but I think he, I mean, I, I think he's the best rookie. I think he's going to win rookie of the year. I think he's like going to be a generational talent.
0: I, I know mean, that. Yeah. Like, I, I see a lot of promise in just in terms of his all around package. Like when you put that playmaking ability into like a, a six, nine frame that he has, he brings to the table, uh, even has some defensive capabilities, you know, can be a, a two or three position defender. That's an attractive package. Uh, you know, watch him as some league as well. He's inefficient. He's going to start off being inefficient. I think it's going to take him some time as it does with every rookie, but once he figures Mm -hmm. it out, like he's going to be, his trajectory is going to be sky high. So Detroit has a lot to look forward to uh, with Cade. I'm just interested to see how he kind of fits with, with Killian Hayes, how those two guys kind of work together, like any opinions on how that could work out?
1: Yeah. And I think it will help Killian actually. And one thing I really learned from Cade last year with with his one year at Oklahoma state is how much of a winner he is because of how many close games he played in at Oklahoma state because of, you know, his team wasn't as talented as, you know, some of the teams that he could have went to and, you know, definitely, you know, gotten that number one pick instead of, you know, it being a discussion, Mm -hmm. it really showed, In late-game situations, his ability to step up and knock down big shots over and over and over, I mean, it's almost like you expect it to happen. But Killian Hayes, only 27% from three last year and not much better overall, but over 80% from the line. So, I mean, if the work is put in, Killian will be fine, especially with a lot of the defensive focus not on him. Um, I'm all over Isaiah Stewart, by the way. Uh, Minutes were spread around all last year. He didn't get near enough for the production that he was putting up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'm all over him. I know that. I know, know that was in your questioning as
0: well. Yeah, like th- there's a lot of there's a lot of promise with Detroit. I know it's you know probably gonna be another long season in terms of win loss totals. But Very like long. you said, like yeah, man. Like honestly, just just looking at like like Killian Hayes. Like I'm I'm glad you touched on the the free throw percentage because you could be led astray a little bit if you just look at field goal percentage or his two point percentage and. You know it could be a little bit discouraging, but he has he has the touch. Like, I think his form is good. He has the touch, he's gonna to figure it out. Uh, free throw Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I mean, like, I think he's gonna be fine just looking at his potential to be a playmaker. I think he can play off of Cade a little bit. 5.3 assists last season. He's gonna be a good playmaker. And then, yeah, it's funny you mentioned Isaiah Stewart because. Uh, my guy Jackson Frank, you know that that's does some great work for Basketball News and some other outlets. He mm-hmm. posted some clips today of Isaiah Stewart and his motor. So he's a he's a great great young big man. Right.
1: And I they just, released uh, Jalil first. so that I mean it opens up some more minutes for him. Yes. Um, he some I think he signed with the Hawks today, or,
0: or... yeah, he did non guaranteed with the Hawks.
1: Okay, so that'd be good. Um, who who all were the veterans that they brought in?
0: Ah, uh, so. Are we still talking about Detroit?
1: Yeah, Detroit.
0: So I know they have Corey. I think Corey Joseph is on board. Uh, they brought mm. him in. Uh, we have Rodney Magruder, which I actually had no idea he was on the roster until I checked the uh, the, the total. <laughs> is that
1: the guy who got made fun of on Twitter that one time?
0: Uh, I can't remember Jeremy, I, where he got flamed. I think
1: Draymond Green made, made fun of him or something. It was like, bro, you're your name's Rodney McGree, like you're not a tough guy. I think he's, I'm, I'm almost certain you're, it was him.
0: You're probably right. That sounds like a Draymond move. I, I could definitely see that. <laughs> uh, uh, Kelly Olenek. Yes. Low-key good signing. I think that was a good low, yeah. low signing, like nothing crazy, just solid depth at the big man they've got a,
1: They have depth, man. Dennis Smith Jr., uh, Diallo, I like him a lot too. I mean, it, sound, it looks like they've just got a lot of Old Thunder players, but
0: looks <laughs> right. like it might work. They just migrated over to uh, <laughs> to Detroit, but uh, city Trey Lyles, another guy yeah. that has years of experience. You know, could be a good solid uh, four that can spread the floor a little bit. So, I mean, I do like their collection of, of veterans. I mean, I don't see anybody like a Udinese Haslam that has like a thousand years of experience. But I mean, there's some guys that have five, six, eight, ten years in the league uh, that could teach these guys up show them how it's done. So, I mean, I like, I like these guys that they brought in good high value signings. Uh, Some trade value as well. That's, that's the other thing. Like it always helps to have some good salary filler. If you're looking to kind of make some noise, but speaking of veterans, uh, Jeremy Grant is is back on the scene second year. Uh, I think his, he's going to have a really good year. His raw numbers will be down, obviously, but I think his percentages will be up because, He's not trying to do everything like he did last season. Um, he's not going to have the whole freaking team on his back trying to average 25 points a game. That's just not who he is. That's asking too much of
1: him. It was weird to me, man, because, like, I watched him the season before at Oklahoma City, and then I saw the contract that Detroit gave him, and I was like, what is going on? Yeah, like, and then I watched it the first few games, and it's like, oh, well, it's just the Jeremy Grant show now. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just – he convinced them to just let him run a team.
0: That was his and it did match. not work out. No, it did not. Like, you can see the percentages. And I know this because uh, he was one of my breakout fantasy players last season. Mm-hmm. I watched his percentages just do this every month, every week, just trail down. Like, Oh, he was at 45 from the field. And then 43 and 42. Like, <laughs> I just saw it slide. And, the, the you know, he in the middle of the season, like, he was almost an all-star player, man. Like, this man was dropping 20, 25, 28 points. Each game, it was fun, but it was asking too much of him. So he's, he's going to be in a more natural role this season, but still a really good player, and I think he's worth the contract yep. that they put out to get him.
1: Yeah, 84% from the line for his career, or last season at least, played in 54 games, started all 54, though. So you're right, I do see, I, I could see a bounce-back season, an improved season for Jeremy Grant. I, I would agree with that.
0: For sure, man. And if we're looking at how this team is going to fare next season, uh, honestly, I think – if I had to put a number on it, I would say they're second from the last. Uh, I'd say 14 uh, in the East is where they'll end up. Um, I think Orlando is going to be right there at the very bottom. But I think Detroit has just enough talent with with Kate and some of these guys to kind of stay out of that very bottom slot over there in the East. How do you feel about I think,
1: this? I think so, too. I think they'll be right there at the bottom, but not the bottom.
0: Yeah, I think they have more to work with. Bottom than four. I think Orlando is like... Because Detroit is like – they're they're in the second year of this thing. Orlando, yeah. this is like really their first year of being right back there and kind of starting from scratch. So I can see yeah. Detroit being a little bit –
1: Orlando, Orlando is a dumpster fire right now. You want to get to them?
0: Oh, Lord. Yeah, we might as well, man. Let's just go ahead and get through this. <laughs> so,
1: so somehow, man, I was looking at the roster. They have 10 point guards in the roster. Then four shooting guards. I mean, obviously not all of them will be suiting up for the 15-man roster but uh, that does mean some decisions to make. Um, I think Cole Anthony is a guard who can play for any team in the league, but I'm not sure I can say the same about guys like Mark Carter Williams or Markel Fultz. Um, what is your, what's your take on, the, on their guards?
0: It's, uh, it's going to be tricky to kind of sort out the minutes for their guard rotation, I think, for next season. But between the the veterans. I mean, Gary Harris has got to get some run. You know, he's being yeah. paid a good bit of money, and he's still a good player. Um, I think FCW is going to miss the beginning of the season. I think he had an injury, so they don't have to worry okay. about that um, for the initial part of next season. But I mean, Fultz is coming back. You have to ease him into the mix. Cole Anthony, as you said, mm-hmm. RJ Hampton. I mean, like, there's a lot of guys RJ that are going to get minutes. So uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see who kind of gets the leg up. Like, obviously, I think Fultz tops the list, gets the most. Did of- we mention Jalen Suggs? Jalen Suggs, man. Like, I think. Between the two of those guys, like it's tough, but but at least Jalen can play on or off the ball. So I mean, you can throw him in either spot, and he should be fine. They definitely need a versatility with all the guys they're trying to play.
1: Definitely, and I think I think uh, R.J. Hampton and uh, Jalen Suggs will, will both and can both adapt to that to either role that they're asked to play really well. They've done that in the past, um, both in college and overseas, uh, with the two different instances um Cole Anthony though you think he sticks around you think he's on the trade block do you or which which of these point guards do you see most likely to be traded
0: most likely uh you know looking at those rotation I mean I can see it's tough man because I, I think they're going to kind of start everybody kind of evenly and just kind of give them all a chance and then as the season goes on um maybe start to make some tough decisions but uh I think maybe a couple of the veterans can see their way out eventually. Like maybe Terrence Ross finds his way out out of Harris at some point. Uh, but as far as like Cole Anthony and these guys, mm-hmm. like, I think it's too early to kind of really throw them out in trade rumors unless some really great player becomes available. Um, you know, in year one or year two, I think you're still trying to figure out which one of these guys are keepers. So I think most of these yeah. guys will be around at least for this season. And then after that, who knows? Cause the magic are just kind of like a blank slate right now. And they're trying to figure things out. Yeah.
1: It's more guys kind of like uh, you, you mentioned them, Gary Harris, Ter- uh, Terrence Ross, uh, even James Ennis, uh, Dwayne Bacon as well. Mo Wagner um, guys like that, that can, that have proven they can contribute to teams and it matters in crunch time and in, in playoff games. Those are the guys that really get moved around the trade deadline. So you're probably right on that. Um, and that, do you think Gary Harris or Ross gets moved?
0: I would say if I had to put money on it, I'd say one of them by the end of the season gets moved. Because if you think about it, they're both really valuable role players. Gary Harris, I mean, he used to be one of the most efficient players in the league. It's been unfortunate to see how he's been hurt and that this trade off a little bit. And then with Ross, 26. I
1: mean,
0: yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's still, I mean, he's still pretty young, but it feels like he's been through a lot, you know, yeah. the past few years. And then I, I I think about Terrence Ross and just, he's a freaking flamethrower, man. Like I'm a heat fan. Like you can see the stuff behind me. And we've been lit up by, I don't know how many times, for Terrence Ross, like for 30, just out exactly. of that clear. So teams are going to be calling. They're going to want to know the availability of Terrence Ross. Cause he, he's a player that I think most, almost every team is going to want on their bench.
1: And especially cause he's a Gary Harris is a little bit undersized for that two position. You yeah. need him in the, in the right situation to really bring him. I think he's a great player to bring off your bench um as a two guard or as a scoring option but if you're looking for somebody to really shore up your trip sure your starting lineup or shore up your defensive uh, lineup I think Terrence Ross is the way to go um any more on the magic
0: uh i wanted to touch on um isaac um jonathan isaac man just Ooh, you know yeah. one of one of the guys i just hated to see get hurt during the bubble because i think he was starting yeah. to really grow just grow into his own man but uh i think isaac has defensive player of the year potential so It just comes down to him being healthy and just what he can contribute um, on a day-to-day basis, uh, just easing back into the rotation. Uh, So it's going to be interesting to see how he looks along with Fultz coming back. And then uh, that big man kind of battle. Like if you had to pick today, you had to guess whether it's going to be Wendell Carter or Mo Bamba, big man of the future, who gets the nod for you. If you got to chop one of those guys off today.
1: I pass. I pass. I start, uh, I start Markel Fultz at the five.
0: <laughs> you'll, you'll cut both of them. Like I, just... I'm
1: I'm, keep, I'm keeping the four point guards. I don't care.
0: <laughs> hey, we're playing five out guys. You, you, <laughs> you're,
1: you're, It'd be better off. Would it not?
0: I mean, if you're talking about guys, you, you want guys to be available. Absolutely. Cause both of those guys, every single season, they miss 12 games, 15 games, Something like that. It's just yeah. it's going, man. Like it's just, it's tough to kind of get some continuity going if those guys are going to be hurt the whole season. So I guess it's just going to attrition.
1: Is Isaac back this season?
0: I believe so. Yeah, he should be ready for I think the start of the season. Uh,
1: bro, I'm so excited to hear that. Jonathan Isaac, I think has the potential to be. I mean, you mentioned defensive player of the year. I think he has potential to be an All NBA player. I mean, he has. He has the the shooting numbers, the defensive numbers, and, and the leadership capabilities to really lead this Magic team. He's an all I think all star caliber player.
0: He really is. He really is. He just needs like a lot of you guys on this team. He just needs to stay on the court. That's yeah. the only thing standing in his way. He's gonna be he's gonna be a fantastic player. Now that that contract extension is kicking in, the Magic are expecting a lot from him, and I think he can deliver mm-hmm. if his knees his legs hold up that's
1: it 6 foot 11 dude he is 6 foot 11 small forward moves like a shooting guard i mean he's
0: he's amazing he's he really is amazing he is i wish him the best man cuz he's he's such a special player he really
1: is. i, I but, but seriously back to your question i think Wendell carter junior i think this is a great opportunity for him to reestablish himself in the league, or, or I, I shouldn't even say, say reestablish. I should say establish because he, he never established himself in the league. This would be a, a, just pretend you didn't get drafted by the Kings. Pretend those two years were just two more years of college. Pretend you get drafted by the magic. And now this year would be year.
0: Dude, I'm looking at his um, numbers from last season, like the tail end of last season. And right. I mean, impressive, man. Like he had games of 29, 11 and 10 lost
1: every game, but
0: yeah, they lost every game, but I mean, he was, he took the opportunity. He, he, he had the opportunity in front of him 21 and 12, 19 and 12. I mean, he definitely has some potential. So um, I think he beats out Bamba or Bamba um, gets the starting nod. And if he can just lean into that kind of comparison to, I think Al Horford was the comparison he got coming out of college. Mm-hmm. That's a great play. I think that's all the magic can, really asked for right there. Like good, solid starter and uh, off and running for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do we got one more team to cover here, man? Um, San Antonio is uh, definitely in a place that we haven't seen them in a long, long time. Tim Duncan is gone. Kawhi is gone. DeMar DeRozan is gone. This whole team looks totally different. And as a result, I mean, they could find themselves towards the bottom of the West potentially So really for this team, they're going to have to kind of reorient how they run offense. Um, You know, moving on from DeRozan is going to be a task in itself because he was a playmaking hub. He was a scoring hub. He was the leader of the team. And now, I mean, who, who, who's that guy now? Is it DeJounte Murray? Is it DeJounte Murray's team? I mean, is it Derek White's team? Like, I'm just kind of trying to think like, who is the guy now? So, I
1: mean, I think Pop is a lot higher on Derek White than he should be. Or, or, I shouldn't say that he should be. He's a lot higher on Derek White than I am. Um, I think DeJongre is twice the player he is. I think Lonnie Walker is twice the player he is. I think Joshua Primo is probably going to be a better player than he than he's going to be uh, once he comes over. He's he, they, they drafted his rights, didn't they?
0: Uh, for Primo?
1: Yeah, because he's I think he's like seventeen.
0: Yeah, I think I think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna spend a lot of time with the Spurs. I think they're gonna put him in um their G League um yeah development program to start. But but yeah, pretty. They sure.
1: Drafted at twelve, didn't they? I
0: think so. Yeah, which is yeah, I, blew my mind because I, I barely even knew who the guy was, and it's like at twelve for a
1: G, for, a, for a guy you're gonna put in your G League team.
0: Yeah, that's, a, that's a, team.
1: like an MLB move.
0: It really is. It's definitely a long term move. It goes to show you, like they're not looking for this season or next season. I mean, they're looking three, four, five years down the road with how they're building this team out. It's just so wild to see, man. With a, with a team like this, they they're not drafting like ready made guys. It's it's just it's just different from a San Antonio team, man. It's.
1: There, I think they're going to be okay this year, though. I mean, like I said, they got they have guys like Lonnie Walker, Bryn Forbes. He's a knockdown shooter um at the small forward you know always duck and dougie mcdermott's always going to find a team to play on not down to chandler Hutch- chandler hudson's going to get some playing time of course kelvin johnson he looked good last year uh, bates um, diop i like him you like bates diop
0: yeah i mean i like diop and um especially especially kelvin johnson man like i did yeah, a yeah. draft on my twitter earlier and i mean i think i put them like fifth um in that 2019 draft so i mean like great team USA run. I think he really plugged a hole for them. Uh, until they got reinforcements from the finals. And I mean, definitely has some key things he needs to work on, but like for a guy that came in and just completed a second season, like he looked really solid out there. So I, I love, I think I, honestly, he could be in the mix for their best player at t- today, as of right now, like he, he could be their best player, like either him or I, I don't know, man. Like,
1: so- I think- I think where he's got the title.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, I could I could see that. But, like, back to uh, Derek Wright for a second. I know you, you said you're not quite that high on him. Um, I don't know, man. I think he might deserve a little more credit. Like, he's he's one of those, like, yeah. like, radar guys. Like, he just does some of the small things. And, you know, good shooter. You know, really solid defender. You know, he can guard two or three positions really well. R- great cutter. I think he's, like, Pop loves him so much because he does those, like, little things that, most people Mm -hmm. wouldn't see us like oh man this dude's like a crazy talent like similar to someone like danny green you know right Loved danny green even though like he's not a star you know anything like that but this makes me think of someone like that one of the one of the danny green all-stars
1: he's just a little little undersized to me i just see he's he and you try to play him at the two, and or you try to play Dejounte Murray at the two, with Derek White at the one. It's like, well, Dejounte Murray's at the better one. So, like, what are we really doing here? Like, I, I just, I don't like. I think they are better off trading him and getting. Oh, I think they get some good value back for him.
0: I think they. I think they would. I think a lot of teams love to have have Derek White on their team, and if they want to go a little bit younger, because Derek's already approaching his late twenties. Like they, I, I think mm-hmm. at some point they're going to do that. I wouldn't bet on it happening this year, but I think at some point they're going to move on and try to find someone with a little more punch because I yeah, think yeah. that's the biggest weakness of the Spurs right now. They just don't have much firepower like somebody they just go out there like DeRozan and just get 25-30 any given night. So they're going to be looking for that and you my, my,
1: my boy my boy Doug McDermott's got something to say about that.
0: Oh, he's going to have a few 30-point games. I'm betting on that for sure. Like maybe one.
1: How much do they pay him?
0: What's that? How much do they pay him? Uh a lot of people say it's an overpay. Uh I mean I think he got like
1: I mean any anything he gets paid is an overpay, but I like the addition.
0: Anything's an overpay? (laughs) Anything. Uh let's see, because yeah, let me see. Go to contract values. I'm pretty sure it's like I think it starts at sixteen, sixteen million, sixteen. Um, it's it's a little hefty, man. It's a little hefty. I'm not going to lie, but That's you just get paid pretty heavy. Man. That's yeah. yeah. It comes down. Uh, to- another guy
1: who, another guy I want you to look up uh, who got paid, um, Zach Collins. How much did he get paid? Because I, the addition of Zach Collins to the Spurs, I absolutely love that. I think Zach Collins is going to have its uh, back year. I mean, if you look at his numbers last year, when he, I, mean, I think he was hurt. Was he hurt last year?
0: Yeah, that, I the think Zach Collins is actually like really played in two years. Like that's right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, side yeah. Sidelines.
1: Yeah, 23 years old. I mean, he's literally four months older than me. So uh, it, that's kind of crazy to think about. The talent that kid has with Tim with uh, uh, Coach Pop there, with the staff got there, Jacob Pertle Drew Eubanks right behind him on the bench. I think he, the sky's the limit for a guy like Zach Collins.
0: For sure. And I mean, honestly, I wouldn't take the gamble. Like I've, I've seen him just ride the bench and it just seems like he can't stay healthy. Like I respect the Spurs hmm. rolling the dice. I mean, in their current position, why not take the chance? Um, but I, I think some of his deal is, is not guaranteed. So I think it's a, you know, it's not a bad, bad gamble to take. Uh, I think it's like three years, 20, 21 million, I think he was he, he got in free agency, so why not roll? Yeah, the you're
1: right. It'll, it'll be if he can stay healthy or not for sure.
0: Yeah, and back to McDermott, he actually it's actually uh 13.7 per season. Um, so he got 41 over three years. So three-year like, deal, three-year deal. I think, I mean, I think that's I don't that I think about it, I think it's fair value for a guy that can shoot 38, 39 percent, uh, be a good off-ball cutter for you. Um, Shooters get paid, man. I mean, look but at there's
1: so body. many, man. I can do that.
0: <laughs> you can you can come off screens and, and hit, from, oh,
1: hit from give uh, me give me his his height, and I could
0: <laughs> that'd be oh, lacking. I know it, I know it seems a little expensive, but shooters command a premium in the NBA. Duncan Robinson mm-hmm. is getting 18 per season. Buddy yep. Healed is getting Brentford. freaking, I don't know, 20 per season. So, I mean, Doug at 13, 14. Uh, Look at Danilo. 14. I mean, you all yeah. the players, the Hawks paid. Yep. Bogdanovich. I mean, like, yeah. Guys. Yep. Shooters, you, shooters get the money. Grab the money and go, man. That's what it comes down to. So, I mean, as we wind this thing down, man, like it's going to be interesting to see how long Pop sticks around this team. Uh, you know, he's in his 70s now. I mean, he just got done coaching Team USA. I think that's tennis behind him the big three is gone. Kawhi is gone. The championship days are gone. It's going to be sad when he does move on, but I, I think it's around the corner, man. Like I'm, I just don't know, like what else he's trying to accomplish other than just teach up the young guys. I mean, this might be the last, you know, couple of years we see pop coaching the NBA, man, which is wild to think about.
1: Yeah. I, I, I know we got two, two last questions here. You know, finishing and, you know, what are pops uh, when do we see, you know, pop kind of stepping away and, I think they make the playoffs. I think they're a top ten seed this year. Oh pop, top
0: ten. Top okay.
1: ten. I think they make the I think they make the play in. And I think I've got a strange feeling this is it for pop.
0: It might be, man. I wouldn't be surprised if this is the last the last go around.
1: He's not the type of guy to uh to just, you know, go on a, a season long farewell tour. He's the top to announce it, you know, last, you know, a week out ends.
0: Yeah, I could, that, that's that's kind of the Spurs way, man. Like, there's not a lot of fanfare there. So he's just going to ride out very gracefully. Uh, that would be a cool story. Uh, I My predictions, I don't have them that high. But if it were to go that way, uh, just to kind of defy expectations and push this team close to a playoff appearance, that would be a really cool story, man. Great way for Pop to go yeah. out. So I wouldn't put it past him to be able to orchestrate something like that. Um, I'd love to see it. Like, I'm, I'm here for it if – if the Spurs can pull something like that off next season.
1: Go Thunder though.
0: Hey, Thunder, a hey, Thunder up, man. Thunder up. Man. I,
1: I'm part of the door nation. <laughs> but how do you like, you like, how do you like the Lou, Lou Door? I know you love him.
0: Oh, dude, I'm a huge door fan. Like, I love guys in that mold that are just super tough. Just come to work every day with their lunch pail, their hard hat. Come out here, make hard, make tough plays. <laughs> Like come out here, you can drain some threes too. Like his shooting is much improved. Um, I mean, I didn't put him in my redraft for 2019 because he was undrafted. But if I, right, didn't, yeah, like man, dude, where'd you he, put him? Uh, man, I might put him top 10, honestly. Just I, yeah. I, maybe top, maybe I, maybe higher than that. Oof, I don't know, man. Like the, the draft is it's really a talented, deep draft. Like looking at recent drafts, it like there's a lot of good players, like. I can't put him above like Garland or, or Keldon Johnson or guys. That I think have a higher ceiling, but oh man, he's he's up there. He's up there for sure. Great. Would you
1: give me if you give me Dort versus RJ Barrett right now? Game to ten straight up. Game to ten. RJ Barrett better. I I hope
0: he packed a lunch. That's hey, all I gotta say. RJ's got his work cut out for him. No no doubt about that. He'd have a he'd have a tough time. Like Dort is door came out of nowhere man like no one knew who this dude was and then he gets picked up i think he gets like a uh, i think he's like a didn't he start as like a two-way player or something like he yeah, and he, yeah 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 then he comes in and he gets this like bargain of a contract i mean this dude is like criminally underpaid which is, is great today <laughs> fantastic for the thunder so i mean i like where the team is going man so with with all five of these teams they all have a lot to prove and for some of them, it's going to be a long season um, looking, looking at the magic um, RIP magic yeah. fans in advance, oh, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just glad that the season's around the corner and we can actually get to the point where we're doing these season previews uh, to awesome. take a look at who's going to be a fun watch, man. So um, I think that's about it, honestly, but uh, I, I thank you again for, for taking your time and um, helping me gut dive through these five teams. It's been a great time. Wish the Thunder mm-hmm. all the best this season. And hey. wish you the best with your podcast and everything, man. So I appreciate it.
1: Hey, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, check it out again. Anywhere you get your podcast, burst your bubble. Um, I appreciate you, man. I, I'm a big fan of your work. And uh, Again, congratulations, man. Welcome to the Blue Wire Network.
0: Thank you. Thank you. really appreciate it, man. For, for Business Casual, like the whole network, we're glad to be here for, for our podcast. And, uh, you know, BC Basketball 2 is our handle on Twitter and Instagram if you want to follow us. And we have a we have a, a website by the name of bcbasketball.info. Got some blog posts out there. Have a free agent list out there for people to check out. Some other resources. So we'd be happy nice. to have you over there. So uh, this is going to do it for our first entry into the Blue Wire Hustle Network. Many more to come. Um, this is just the first of I think it's going to be five previews leading up to next season. But we're excited to get back in action next week. So until then, everybody, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy this off season, and we'll be back. Coming at you with more NBA content real soon. Take care.